Hi, this is Jennifer. I'll be discussing an adult topic today. So I'm marking the episode as explicit. Please use your discretion when listening with others. On to the show. Welcome to Two Inches Off the Ground. When you are enlightened, you live your life two inches off the ground. Please tell a friend, your clients, anyone who you think will benefit if you like this podcast. And please like, review, subscribe wherever you listen. And remember to follow me at Two Inches Off the Ground on Instagram. Today, I'm on Podbean Live, so the audio will sound different if you're listening later on an app. I'm so happy to be back on Podbean Live. I really like doing this show live, but because of my schedule, it just doesn't allow it a lot of the time now because I'm working at a food pantry two Tuesdays a month and et cetera, et cetera, things come up, right? I just wanted to give you some upcoming topics for the weeks ahead. I will be discussing devotion and commitment, a reimagining of Valentine's Day, which I'm really excited about, and astral projection, as well as interviewing a couple experts in the following month or so ahead. The next time I may be on Podbean Live will be on Tuesday, February 2nd at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time if it all works out, and most likely I will announce it on Instagram saying if I'll be live that day. Today we are discussing sexual energy in a metaphysical sense. This is something I wanted to do for a long time, so I'm excited I'm doing this today. No pun intended. Does sexual energy take us to a state of higher consciousness? And if so, how? Okay, let's start by talking about the spirit rap by the rapper Astarius, or also known as the Astarius rap. If you don't know it, it's a modern day metaphysical rap chant, and I'll put a link in the show notes. This rap is intended to raise our vibration by repeating and really listening to the words, and it's very fast, so it's best to have the lyrics printed. I'll also um, include a link for them in the show notes. In the Astarius rap, which is a phenom in the metaphysical community, sexual energy is mentioned three times. Here is that portion of the rap, and I'll attempt, uh, I'm going to just attempt here to chant like Astarius so you understand the tone. Okay, here I go. I invoke and dream awake the infinite empowerment of my sexual, spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, and financial relationship with life. I invoke and dream awake sacred sexuality, erotic innocence, and always express the sacredness of sexual force for pleasure, creativity, and healing. Oh my God, I did it. There you go. You can listen to Astarius and the rap on YouTube. It's four minutes. I shouldn't give up my day job to be a rapper. We all know that now. (laughs) So therefore, sexuality and or sexual energy is one of the main components of life. If we deny ourselves this component or simply don't have it in life right now, it may be an issue. 
And of course, you know, it depends on the human. I understand and respect that some people identify as asexual. But what I mean is the sexual energy inside of ourselves. We don't need a partner to invoke this energy. And it has absolutely nothing to do with gender. I'm researching and actually practicing astral projection at the moment. This is my new jam. You're going to hear about it a lot in the months ahead, so get ready. Astral projection is an outer body experience where you leave the physical body and travel in either our human world or the realms beyond. I'm studying Robert A. Monroe, who wrote three incredibly detailed books on his experience with astral projection. The first one is called Journeys Out of the Body. He discusses when sexual energy comes out at strange moments when he's astral projecting. In fact, during one of his first experiences, when he was floating near his bedroom wall or his bedroom ceiling, he reported being intensely aroused. It was actually kind of a, a funny story because he's astral projecting, he's out of body, he's on the ceiling, right? His second body's on the ceiling and he's looking down at his wife and himself sleeping in bed and he's just completely aroused for no reason at all. In another one of his travels, he's in another realm called Locale 2, which he talks about a lot in the book, and a female sexually entices him and another being watches as they have sex. And of course, he's mortified. He's reporting this experience in the book, and you can tell he's completely uncomfortable. And to be fair to him, this book was published in 1971. So I imagine these experiences happened in the 50s and 60s. In real life, Monroe was married with a child, and he was an extremely higher level and successful corporate executive. So him taking the risk of writing about, you know, not only astral projection, but in, and his experiences with it and he, that he's able to do it, but also his sexual experiences with it for the world to read. Think about it in 1971, when you're a corporate exec, that's, that's a big risk. And obviously we're glad he did it, but he felt they were important enough to note in the book. And I just want to say, I can relate. In 2015, I went to a physician acupuncturist for an injury to my sacrum. Uh, I, you're going to hear this story. Uh, you've probably heard it from about 500 different people, but I was snowboarding. And it was, I think, the third time snowboarding. I wasn't wearing a jelly pad. I fell right on my butt on my sacrum. And I needed to have, I think I did a year of acupuncture for them to push the sacrum back into place. That was, that was really awesome. Anyway, as the acupuncturist needled the sacrum, I experienced strange physical results. And the acupuncturist told me because of the needling to this area, it had probably caused a kundalini awakening. Kundalini is a divine feminine energy that is located at the base of the spine. And often to activate this energy, people will move it upwards through the chakras to the top of the head, which is the crown chakra. 
That's what anything chakra related, when you look it up or if you're in yoga class, whether to cleanse the chakras or otherwise, an expert will say, start with the root chakra and move upwards. Because this kundalini energy was awakened and activated in me, I began to experience physical symptoms that luckily I noticed, I, excuse me, I noted in my journal, so I can tell all of you, such as sinus issues, overreactions to situations, a desire to change my life, and extreme sexual appetite, among many more symptoms. In late 2016, I had another kundalini awakening while doing a yin yoga class and experienced similar symptoms, including the sexual appetite. In both instances, these awakenings propelled me to change my life completely. I was not in a good place both of these times. I had to leave unhealthy relationships and find a brand new career. And I ended up doing it actually in 2015 in one foul swoop. Within two weeks, I had uh, broken up with my fiance. I had moved to a new place and I had completely changed my career. In the first instance with my acupuncturist in 2015, okay, now I'm gonna get a lot of crap from my husband about this, so if he's listening or if he's going to listen, <laughs> I'm just gonna get a lot of crap from him. So anyway, in the first instance with my acupuncturist in 2015, I found myself very sexually attracted to him. Though he's not my type, and I'm not into my doctors. I have never, you know, been into my doctor sexually at all. It was something I never experienced before or since. And when I saw him a year later, the attraction wasn't there. Much like Robert Monroe reports, I found myself in an awakened state with this sexual energy I didn't know how to harness. It was a strange feeling, right? It was way more than just being horny. It was, it was this all-encompassing, overwhelming feeling. So when this happens, there are two options. One, you can release the energy, right, which we all know, or two, control the sexual energy. If we release the energy, here is what metaphysician Dr. Paul Leon Masters of the University of Metaphysics says. The very act of sexuality can also serve as a release mechanism into a higher state of consciousness. In the immediate moments following culmination or orgasm, there is a release of human tension, causing ultimate relaxation or tendency to just let go and be. The total release of the physical also creates a total release of the personal ego, thereby creating a consciousness that is open to being filled with higher awareness up to and perhaps including union with God. And whenever we use God in this program, excuse me, in this show, we mean whatever you want it to mean, right? Universe, source, spirit, higher consciousness. But I love what he said about release and ego. Because if you're thinking of that situation and you release and you're in that moment of, I guess you could call it pure ecstasy or just a really pure moment 
in you're kind of out of your mind you're just you, you you drop into your your i would say your source self and in that moment you're not thinking about oh man i need to get new winter tires or or i need to drop the kids off at soccer practice you're not in that moment you're able to drop all of that 3d egoic human experience and just focus on the source experience of it and I thought that was a really good way to describe it. Everyone knows Louise Hay, who obviously passed away, but in her book, You Can Heal Your Life, she prescribed masturbation and release for a migraine, stating that a migraine is simply tension. Perhaps it's also the idea of releasing from this 3D, this human state where you have a lot of tensions and concerns and worries, and then you're able to drop into that the 4D or 5D higher state, right? Where you're released of all this, at least for the moment. So I thought from a physical aspect, Louise Hay really touched on something. And again, the idea of this release being healing is something else to think about, right? Not only is it energy that we can, you know, harness and release whatever you want to do with it, but it can also heal you. In a traditional 2,000-year-old Chinese text called Su Nu Jing, a man aged 20 should ejaculate two times a day for optimal health, age 40 every three days, and age 60 every 10 days. Can you imagine being part of that study? That must have been a really fun study to do. Anyway, before, man, back in ancient China, they had good times. For a woman, the same rules don't apply. Women can release as much as they like because they do not lose this sexual energy in regard to orgasm or release. According to these ancient Taoists, Women only lose energy from childbirth and menstruation. Now, again, I know there's some people who either will listen or have listened to this podcast who are non-binary. And of course, we love that and we respect that. And also to me being nine, to me being nine, oh my God, let's try it again. To me being non-binary is very metaphysical, right? To take those gender roles away. But of course, when we're talking about certain studies, we do talk about them in regard to gender. So speaking of the ancient Taoists and what they thought, I thought it was interesting in regard to partner sex because, right, when a man and a woman have sex, there's that age-old joke, comedians have always been saying it, that the man falls asleep after orgasm and the woman is woken right up. So I thought there was some truth in that of course is not always the truth but i thought that was you know an interesting concept as well so that's the idea of release and even in ancient china there were guidelines for this sexual release now moving on to control i don't love the word control but that's the best way to describe it for the 3d experience Maybe the word harness is better, harness sexual energy. When I searched Google Trends for this episode, the number one search term in this category is how to control sexual energy. That's why I'm discussing it. 
is there a way to harness sexual energy and have it work for you so you can ascend to a higher state of consciousness? To get in touch with your sexual energy, no pun intended, many people meditate while focusing on the root chakra, which is at the base of the spine where the human reproductive organs are. I find this concept interesting and I said it in another episode. Usually I've been taught that the root chakra is all about security and protection and safety. But then I've been reading lately that the root chakra actually has a lot to do with sexual energy and where the sexual energy starts. And of course that makes sense in regard to Kundalini. But I always thought of the sacral chakra as more the sexual energy chakra, but I will get, I will move on to that later. We'll talk about that later. You can use isolated frequencies to do so. So meaning you're in meditation, you want to meditate on the root chakra. You can use an app called Chakra Pro, which I will put in the show notes. It's again, it's called Chakra Pro. And that has isolated frequencies by chakra. So you can just listen to the root chakra beats as you're meditating and you can do whatever you want. You can chant, you can do some type of mantra. You simply Google and you can see all types of mantras and chants you can do for the root chakra. Once you've opened this chakra, focus and slowly release the energy upwards toward the crown or the top of the head giving this life force to every chakra on the way up. This is a good way to control it, or excuse me, harness it, because then you are slowly moving the energy so it's just, it's not out of control. And what you're trying to do as you go is give energy to those other chakras, but also help balance them, right? And you're doing that from the base of the spine upwards, and you have to remember when you do any of these chakra meditations, it's the front of the body and the back of the body. Now, you can also focus on the sacral chakra, which is to me the more normal chakra for sexual energy and creativity. It's located below the navel and the color is orange. By the way, if I didn't say it, the root chakra, the color is red. So some people like to wear red, for example, let's say red leggings or red pants if they want to balance and open that chakra. But the sacral chakra, the color is orange. If the sacral chakra is imbalanced, it can lead to sexual dysfunction, such as lack of desire or the opposite, over-desire. And every time I see on the news a politician or a celebrity doing something, I hate to put an egoic label on it, but doing something sexually deviant, I always think, man, they really need to visit someone and balance their sacral chakra. That always, always comes to mind. To harness this chakra, you can do a physical activity called chakra dance. I did a chakra dance class on Daily Om, and the sacral chakra dance video for me was actually really successful, and it helped me invoke the sexual energy and creativity. There's a caveat about chakra dance. Chakra dance is trademarked, and if you are a teacher of chakra dance, you are registered and you have taken classes from the founder and the originator. So they've had, uh, let's say, fake chakra dance people pop up on the internet 
you just have to make sure you're doing the correct one, either the one on Daily Ohm or the one that's trademarked as Chakra Dance. And you can go on the Chakra Dance website. You just Google it and go on the website and you'll see a list of teachers in your area if they're teaching now in COVID. They may not be or they may be doing something online. So that's a really good way to harness that energy and and get it moving in a really positive way. And I want to say especially for creativity because sexual energy and creativity actually have a lot to do with each other. And I find that as I become more in tune with my sexual self and my sexual energy, my creativity improves more and more. From my research upon this topic, one theme repeated The more people are driven by sexual urge, the greater need to connect to the higher consciousness, source, spirit, God, whatever you call it. Think about the times in your life where you were on sexual overdrive or the times when you were on sexual underdrive. For me, reflecting on these times was powerful and enlightening. It really opened me up to wow, that time in my life, I was really on overdrive and I was really in a 3D place of ego and I was all consumed on the 3D plane. With my two kundalini awakenings before having them, I was rooted, as I just said, in 3D consciousness and pure ego. And after having them, I feel they moved me into the state of higher awareness. Now, obviously, I'm not perfect. I try my best. We all try our best every day. But I felt that that was the big catalyst to move me into this state of higher consciousness, how I'm talking to you today from higher consciousness. And it's where, you know, these kundalini awakenings I can say it's where I began to invoke my sexual energy and become closer to source. And and again, I always say it, it brings me here to you in this episode, in this podcast. So I hope you enjoyed this topic today. I know it was a different topic, but I thought it was kind of cool and fun to talk about. I like talking about things that maybe are a little taboo here in the U.S. Thank you so much um, for those who listened today. Angie, thank you very much. If anyone has a question right now, you're welcome to ask. If not, I'm just going to sign off. Until next time, live your life two inches off the ground.